it's a mafia, bro. And that's why, so, so getting into Bitcoin, that's why it's so important because it gives you a way to kind of opt out of the current system in a peaceful way, right? And that's what's beautiful about it is you have this parallel monetary system, which has a ton of benefits, which if you watch any Bitcoin um, video, you, they'll, they'll probably tell you better than I can because there's a lot of very um, phenomenal speakers out there and philosophy, um, philosophy uh, around Bitcoin and, and kind of what it represents to humanity. But in any case, it's you preserving your purchasing power over time. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, think of anything worth value and it's shot up in prices over time, like houses. I mean, we can tell it's here in San Diego, right? It's crazy. Cars. Cars, yeah. Um, I mean, some cars go down in value, but like classic cars or, yeah, any any kind of asset. And that's just because of the overall um, printing that's going on. And I think we're at right around tr uh, 30 trillion right now. And there's no end in sight. We're currently, if you've been watching the news, we're going through this uh, negotiation on the debt ceiling, which is all theater, all pro wrestling. Um, if, you know, if it's been anything like the last 50 years, <laughs> then they're probably going to raise the debt ceiling or they're going to find a way to inject more money into the system. Um, and the dollar is going to continue to be devalued. And you need a way to fight it, fight against that because you can buy stocks, right? You can, you can purchase a house, which are all good things. Those aren't bad things. But what if you have a massive financial collapse that makes 2008 look like a walk on the beach where everything's collapsing and banks aren't safe? Maybe there's a huge cyber attack, which certain powerful individuals have been talking about they're fearful of. And there's mass hysteria. And... Um, you know, it's like stock market drops 90%, right? Right. And we're, 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 and we start going through this major depression. You want to have something outside the system that, that isn't controlled by the system because what they're going to do is they're going to enact, they're going to come up with a new law, right? Like in the thirties, they enacted, they basically confiscated all the gold from everyone in the seventies. They couldn't pay their debts based on their gold standard. So they changed the whole monetary standard to be based not on gold, but on the on nothing, right? And there's all these awesome graphs from 1971 and onwards showing obesity rates and all these horrible things happening after the money was debased and how that deteriorates the culture from the ground up. Because everything that you interact with in the world needs some kind of um, tool to transact with, right? And if you can't trust that underlying tool, and if that tool is like an ice cube that's constantly melting, right? That tool that you work for your entire life, it kind of forces you into this gambling degenerate culture of 401ks, meme coins, NFTs, um, buying fucking classic cars as investments over long term because you can't trust the dollar. That, sh that shouldn't happen, Right. And you think, okay, well, gold, that's pretty cool. But the financial system's got a hold of that and they papered over it, meaning that you don't really know how many reserves are happening within these gold ETFs. And it's not really a great um, money in the digital age. So that's why this idea of Bitcoin is so powerful. And that's why it transcends 
um, so many areas. It's, 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 it's basically, it's, it's, it's a fun, like strong money is a fundamental, um, it's a fundamental of any strong society. It's, it's, it's so important. I like Bitcoin. I yeah. like uh, Ethereum, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm Bitcoin only at this point. I've gone through the rigmarole of crypto and it took me a while to realize this. And I think it takes a lot of people a while to realize that the zero to one in, in quotes, crypto and Ethereum and all of these other in quotes, decentralized cryptocurrencies is do they stand up to nation level attack? And if the answer is no, then they're probably not decentralized. Um, and if they are um, some kind of centralized foundation like the Ethereum foundation and they're complying with government regulation. So like what happened with Ethereum is they went from proof of work to proof of stake and therefore bowing the knee to the ESG narrative that we're all going to die in five years and we're all going to be underwater. Um, and therefore OFAC came in this compliance um, arm of the government. And now they're basically showing you like nodes that are OFAC compliant and not, 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 not compliant, right? The idea of a cryptocurrency is that it is uncensorable, decentralized money that can be exchanged around the world. And there's only one cryptocurrency that does that, and that's Bitcoin. And anyone that argues against that is lying to you. Granted. Or they don't know. Or they don't know. And, and that's, that's probably 99%. Because people see cryptocurrency, they see it as um, a get-rich-quick get scheme. And that's perfectly fine. Like if you want to speculate, if you want to get into the markets, go ahead. If you want to buy like Dogecoin or any of these other um, in quotes, cryptocurrencies, then that's fine. It's a free world. Do whatever you want. I don't give a shit. But if you're going to say that, you know, those are superior to Bitcoin because they're faster or you can share images better on them or you can do, um, you know, supply chain better, whatever you want to say, I don't really care. Is it censorship resistant at a, na at, at a national level? And the answer is no. So if this thing grows and it's not properly decentralized and there's a centralized foundation or a centralized team that's behind it, that team can be corrupted just like every other fucking, I mean, every other system, centralized system, institution out there, person out there. And it doesn't take a lot to corrupt a specific institutional organization. Normally, you just need to get like, you know, a few top people, carrot or the stick, bribe them or you blackmail them. And there you go. You can do whatever you want. So can I ask you some questions that kind of like, you know, because I don't know shit. So I want to ask you questions on if you, you know, because you seem to be very, very wise when it comes to these, this information with Bitcoin. I'm still learning, but yeah. 
Well, like my, my one of my things I've always compared, you know, Bitcoin to is the banking system, our current banking system. Like you're saying that Bitcoin is a more free way to own currency. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of anybody uh, getting in trouble for any reason and then they freeze their Bitcoin like they would with a bank account? They couldn't do that. that, that that's, that's my main question. If you're they holding can't, it properly. They can't do that. Yeah. But if they were a way to do that, then that means it's not free anymore, right? Then, then there are stipulations to Bitcoin now all of a sudden. If they so, find that way to – they control Bitcoin. The government would have me, to control Bitcoin to do that. Let me explain something real quick, which is really important if you're not familiar with Bitcoin. There's something called not your keys, not your coins. And what that means is that's self-custody, right? So you can buy a hardware wallet with a seed phrase that you can enter that seed phrase into that wallet and it, and it generates your wallet, right? It's, a, it's created. Anyways, what, hap- what happened like during the FTX and this whole recent crypto collapse is not because of crypto. It's because of centralized exchanges that are corrupt, right? Got you. So what happened was if you held your Bitcoin on Coinbase, not Coinbase wasn't affected, but let's say FTX, you held your Bitcoin on FTX. You What's FTX? It. FTX is a crypto exchange or was a crypto exchange. Okay, okay, I think okay. they're still operating. Okay. And the owner or the founder, CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, as you probably heard of, misappropriated a bunch of the funds and gambled away a lot of the funds and you know promoted and purchased um a lot of advertising in the form of buying out a stadium um paying tom brady doing super bowl commercials and buying the trust of um people all around the world right because he also he had the u.s exchange he also had the overseas exchange which is where a lot of the uh, fuckery happened and you know There's another saying in Bitcoin, like trust no one, right? That's the whole point is that you don't have counterparty risk. So if you're holding Bitcoin and you have it on an exchange, if it's not a lot of money, if it's like, if it's not a lot of money to you, then that's fine. But if it's, if it's going to hurt, if you lose it, or if it becomes lost or stolen, then you should own it yourself and own that property. And what that'll do, not only is that the best way to custody Bitcoin, but you'll start to hopefully understand what Bitcoin is all about. It's right? the freest. It's like owning cash. It's right? the freest way to own something. Yeah. Yeah, it's yours. Sounds nobody, like. Nobody can take it from you, right? Because you can technically memorize the key in your head, the 12 words or the 24 words, and you can travel around the world with your money in your head. You could also do multi-sig. You could break up. You could set up multiple different keys in different locations. So there's something also called a wrench attack where if somebody tries to basically hold you up with violence and extract your Bitcoin from you, even if you wanted to and you're being tortured, you wouldn't be able to, right? Um, so there, there are ways around that. How? What's that? How, how, how is that not possible? So like in a, in, a, in a multi-sig configuration, you would have multiple keys that would need to come together to authorize a transaction. So you might hold one key. And then you might have someone else your wife. in another location, maybe your mom, maybe your brother, whatever. Maybe you have it in a safety deposit box. And then you have you have these different locations of keys and you only need- You don't even need to know one. You just write it. You have it in a, in a safety deposit box. Yeah. You don't even know it. And even if one person finds one of those keys, they won't be able to do anything with it because they don't have the, the multi-key SIG. Fuck. That's yeah. interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. 
yeah, so like that's that's a really good way if you're holding a lot of Bitcoin that is very important to you. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to, to secure your Bitcoin. But unfortunately, a lot of people aren't that technical and it does seem scary to them. Yeah, it does sound very, very, because I, I, people, a lot of people forget their passwords. That's the main concern I thought when you first said that. But I mean, if it's very important to you, you got to remember that shit. Yeah, and it's yours. Like, like say, say we get into a world war in a year and we lose the world war and we're like Germany in world war two. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think it is, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, Definitely you, can, you can literally memorize your keys, right? Pop on a plane, go somewhere else, go to El Salvador. If they're still operating in their Bitcoin free country and have all your money. Yeah, and you have all your money with you. Try to try to after a world war that's and living in a nation that's in poverty, or just living in a nation that's in poverty, try going to the airport with like a bunch of gold in your pocket or in your backpack or in or you're definitely not gonna put it in your oh. in your case that you're putting on the plane. You're gonna have that and you're gonna go through that's security crazy. and they're gonna see either a water. If bill, you have to which, go. Let's say it's even cash, yeah. You have right? to go. You yeah. need. You're taking everything. That's happened. Uh, you didn't see the finale of Better Call Saul, huh? No. Okay, that's what I happened haven't to seen him. It that's what happened to him. Oh really? <laughs> he was trying to leave. If he had Bitcoin with large. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if he had a Bitcoin, he would be okay. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it for everybody. Yeah, and but, and, uh, and that's that's another side. Is like, oh, criminal activity, this and that. It's like, do you know how much criminal activity is and done that, through and cash? That, and that, but, but such a nonsense. But that's word, something that that you're opening up. Is is it uh, uh, a lot of criminal activity is probably happening through Bitcoin. That's okay. So as far as per capita, I think it's, it's lower. The, the, the percentage of criminal activity happening on Bitcoin is lower than the percentage of criminal activity happening on the U S dollar. And the cool thing about Bitcoin is I'm just saying as a you track I, all transactions, I kind of, you know, I've grew up with the family with the criminal mind. Yeah. I can, that's my first thing is like, Whoa, you can do a thing. lot of things. You can move a lot of money around. Yeah. But here's the thing also is that like, the government needs to like we're always told to like trust the government. The government needs to trust its citizens. And if I break a law, right? Then arrest me. Right? I mean, it's it's right. pretty fucking simple. Right, right, right. I mean, like this this whole idea that No, I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love the fact that it's 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 money that you could, you know, it's attached to you. It yeah. doesn't doesn't move. It doesn't leave. And this is another cool thing is that it's doesn't on a public interest. ledger. So, like, say you bl- you blackmail a company for a ton of money. What what's what's what is probably the most common criminal attack in Bitcoin? I'm guessing is the ransom ransom um, where you hack into a company's website, maybe their e-commerce website or something, where they generate a lot of revenue, and you say, "I'm going to delete all your data and bring you down to zero if you don't give me." A million dollars right now and send me a bitcoin so they do that like the so what happened recently if you remember with the pipeline um in the u.s where apparently russian hackers i vaguely remember extorted that. yeah but F- fbi was able to recover those funds and it's because of public ledger right because you'll see where that wallet is and then you'll see where they'll be able to send their their bitcoin to and you'll be able to create an investigation around that with cash it's nearly impossible Right, there's no way to track it. You can just you can well, filter it. I've seen them track the track bills, but it's it's, okay, it's, yeah. it's very very strenuous. It seems like a very very there's like it goes into 
like I saw this um this thing where this guy stole eight million from a bank, mm-hmm. and and they couldn't they did not know how he did it. They don't know how the fuck he got in the in the safe, or it was like a piece in in Paris or like in London. He stole like a, like a a rare something. Okay, and they couldn't figure out how he did it. Mm-hmm. And then they 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 tracked they headed up the last case scenario was they tracked the bills. Okay, and and uh, for no, that's what it was. Just, it was a uh, it was a bank, and he stole the money, and they ended up finding like pieces of it like years later, but they never found all of it. Like eight yeah, million dollars, and that's something too. Like you, you fucking with physical money. How much of it's been burnt? How much of it's been been you know lost or is sitting underneath us? Like ten, you know, hundred, you know, yeah, meters below us. You never even know. Like just a fucking fuckload of cash. It's buried there for whatever. Possibly. Yeah. Riches or whatever. Gold. Yeah. Gems. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I like that Bitcoin concept. You've really, every yeah. time you talk to me about it, it, it seemed to open up a whole new. And the thing to understand it. about it is that it's, it's just a technology. <laughs> like, and the thing is, is it wouldn't be so popular if, you know, money printing and corruption at the highest level wasn't so rampant. Like it it would have never caught on if the dollar was super solid and they never printed any and it was a great store of value and the whole world used it and it was awesome. But guess what? That's not the case. The dollar is primarily, and the IMF with, so one one of the things that not a lot of people realize as well and why, you know, this has been an eye-opening experience for me is there's this guy, Alex Gladstein. He does a, he's a human, he's like, he's, he works for the human rights foundation. He's a really smart dude. And he breaks down how the, um, how the predatory loans work with like, you know, smaller nations and nations that can be easily controlled through debt and then have their resources extracted via this predatory lending and, um, basically payoff of, you know, politicians in the Congo and number of different areas around the world that we all use for resources, like all this shit in your cell phone, you know? So anyone that's, that, that thinks money, I mean, it's, it's, it's really important what you use for money. And, um, we've all been lied to forever throughout the history of humanity. We've all been lied to by our individual governments and mandated to use this um, ever dwindling fiat, which will eventually go to zero because every single currency that has been controlled by a government in the history of man has gone to zero. Hey, it's gone uh, to zero. Ro- the Romans? Yeah. Then the Romans, they fell. And I don't even know how they felt, but I, that's like the, famous, the most famous historian in the world is the Romans were, they used to fucking rule shit. They used to run shit. Yeah. And yeah. then what happened? Do you know what happened to the Romans? So they, they started the, well, one, one of the, th- I mean, there, there were a lot of, th- there was the corruption basically, right? Like, is that the, so yeah, basically government corruption, fuck. man, they started clipping their coins and they had a certain amount of gold in their coins when they first created the, whatever it was, whatever coin. Let they me know had. when you're, I got you one too. Okay. And by the end of the Roman Empire, when they were basically conquered, their coins were made out of like iron, which is like one of the cheapest metals you could possibly 
because they extracted, they literally like physically extracted the gold from the coins and gave the people back something less, right? Like, and that's what's happening through inflation and printing of dollars, but we don't see that physical process. It's a digital process. And it's on such a grand scale that the average guy that works at 7-Eleven or owns a small business or whatever, owns a big business, doesn't fully realize. But my question is, what, what, do, they, what do they think $2,000 is going to do? What do you talk, like 2000 bucks for the, for, for the, yeah, oh, for the, the stimulus yeah, package? What, what do you think that's going to do? Dude, I mean, okay, like... To, to like a, a, a home that has like nothing. Like, yeah, it's going to do, it's going to help you for like a month, yeah. maybe even less than that. But it's like, I mean, people were desperate at that time and anyone's going to take 2000. I mean, if the government's yeah. going to give me $2,000, I'm going to take it. That's facts. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, and the funny thing about that is they, they were giving it to everyone that was making under $75,000 right. a year, even if you were fully employed throughout the whole COVID. Right. Because you know why? Because they wanted compliance. They wanted to buy you off with the carrot, right? See, it's the carrot or the stick. But that carrot was poisonous, right? In the form of, oh, and by the way, prices are going to go up dramatically over the next two or three years, and you're not going to be able to afford to put food on your family for your table. But enjoy that 2000 bucks that you went and bought a fucking TV from Best Buy with. Right. Or fucking, yeah, some yeah, bullshit. And re-injected it back into the system and stimulated the economy. So, yeah, it's, it's really, really, um, it's bad stuff, man. Yeah. But a lot of people don't have the time to think about this stuff. Or it's just one of those things, like I told you, it's just, it's just do what you're told. Just, just go with the flow. Like I've, I've been raised that way, but, but to think like, like my, my parents always told me like, think like, look what's happening, but what can you do? What can you do about it? So it's just like a thing like, okay, we're that this, this bitch is called, this bitch just called this guy an Indian. He's not an Indian. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm like an adult going, okay, they're using, you know, I see what she's doing. She's doing and it's just, I just, I just let it go, you know, like, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Yep. I yeah. get it. I understand why you're saying con this, you know, the Redskins, oh, that Indian on the, on the, on the fucking logo. Mm. I get it. Yeah. We're raised, we're taught that way. Mm. But realistically, if you did your own, you know, digging, you would see kind of what you're talking about. Just it's, it's all corrupt. Yeah. And like, to your point, you need to educate yourself about stuff. <laughs> well, I'm lucky that I had parents who 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 did yeah. kind of like put that in me. We're like, hey, but you do know, right? That's not normal, right? Yeah. Anyways, um, going into a uh, fucking Bitcoin, man. Fuck. Every time you we talk about Bitcoin, I feel like I need to put some in right now. <laughs> I know, and and I'm I'm hesitant to talk about. I'm super passionate about it, but there's so many people that are so much more articulate and understand it better than I do. I'm kind of like, uh, cause another thing about the Bitcoin community is it's, uh, it's kind of ruthless, right? Yeah. And it's good that it's ruthless. Good. And they, cause they challenge everything, which you should. Right. Right. You don't, you shouldn't just go with the flow and some people do, but in general, you'll, if, if you do enter that community, especially on Twitter, you will find that there's a lot of infighting. There's a lot, it's, it's not just this like, yeah, we're going to accept you no matter what. I mean, this guy, Jason Lowry, wrote a, wrote a book, Soft War, and I haven't read it, but um, it's basically on like power. I think it's on power projection. He's MIT space war guy, really smart, um, but sees Bitcoin as a potential defensive weapon, I think. 
and a lot of people disagree and they voice their opinion. It seems like it's maybe 50-50, right? So it isn't just this blind acceptance like, oh, you're pro-Bitcoin? Like, yeah, get on board. It's like, well, what do you stand for? Who are you? What's between your ears, right? Like there's there's one of, one of the best macro analysts that is popular in the Bitcoin community, I believe is trans. I don't know because she hasn't said anything and no one really gives a fuck. What does it matter? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what's wrong with society is we're, we're being pushed to worry about these things that are like face deep. Well, why'd you bring that up? Because is that a real question in the community? I, yeah, it's never been talked about. Oh, I didn't even. Yeah, okay. Like her, her name's Lynn Alden and excuse, sorry, Lynn, if this goes viral and, but um, it's possible she might be, I'm not 100% sure, um, but it doesn't matter because she's brilliant. What, and and the, she's an author. Um, she's a, a hedge fund manager. Hedge fund manager. I think, and she is. She's written a number of like long form articles. I don't know if she's written any books, but you know, she's accepted within that community because of her her intellect. Period. No one gives a fuck about what color she is, what you know, gender she is, anything. And what is she writing about? Macroeconomics, mostly, and energy, and a bunch of different stuff. And kind of what what she sees happening in the future, and do you believe do you, uh, do your beliefs align with her? Um, I think she has a lot of interesting ideas. Yeah, and okay. I mean, I'm some of her stuff goes over my head to be honest with you because it's it's really in the weeds, and she's I think she really um, gets into the to the finance part of it. But yeah, like some of her ideas on energy and her overall philosophy on Bitcoin. I mean, it's pretty simple, right? Like we have a bunch of debt. We're, we're constantly inflating, you know, it's, it's pretty much, you want to have a store of value that's digital. And she, I just sound like an idiot saying that, of course. Well, but. she, she's what, 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 what opened up your, okay. So I get what you're talking about. No, I get it completely because you're kind of opening things up for me where I didn't realize, because that's, that was a question I just thought about right now was the, um, the, the corruption avenue of Bitcoin. Like, so, yeah. so the freezing of assets, like, like that, that, that's something that could happen eventually, but. Right now, that is not a thing with Bitcoin. Yeah, it will. It would never be able to happen if you are holding your own coins, unless you were put under duress and they extracted the keys from you. Because mm, so, like, gotcha, gotcha, they would have gotcha. to basically torture you, right? Right. Or like or, throw you in jail, or and, you have all this against you. You have to yeah, fucking, put extreme yeah, pressure yeah, on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So, and anything is susceptible to that. But as far as like, you know, hundred million individuals out there holding their own wealth. And not having bank counterparty risk, and you know, um, yeah, it's 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 a pretty powerful thing. And you think right now because we've had a few bank failures in America, you think, oh, that's pretty cool in America. But like when you start thinking about the world, that's when it gets really interesting, right? Well, dude, the, the same thing we're talking about government is the same thing I feel about banks. Fuck banks, bro. My whole fucking life. Yeah. Fuck banks, dude. Like, what is it? Like, I've had like ten thousand dollars in a savings account. For like the better part of a year, mm -hmm. right? At some point in my life, I got like fucking sixty cents. Like you know what I mean? Like 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 what kind of bullshit's that? You know what I'm talking about? Or, or like the fucking okay, so okay that that's acceptable, right? For us to be like, oh, okay, you can hold my money and you give me sixty cents after yeah. fucking not even a year, um, or almost a year, and then to fucking say, oh, I didn't miss the, I missed a payment. Here's give me fifty bucks. Mm -hmm. Like what kind of bullshit's that? Yeah, like I just mean, the whole the whole transit, and then the other day, like so, I have I just got a new bank, um, Cal Coast Credit Union, because Diana has them, my wife, and what happened was I decided, okay, you know, she she 
has always had good experiences with them. Um, she's gotten auto loans to them. They've done like fucking one percent loans. Like they they they, they hook it up. Mm-hmm. Like cool, great. I'm gonna bank with them. You know, I was with Chase. It burned down, so I decided to, to you know try a new bank. So for three years, I've had them since since the the bank burned down. And dude, they fucking suck, bro. They literally. I don't, and I've talked to them many times about like just the fact that they control my money, right? Okay, that's that's everyone's money, but the fact that like there's there's times when. They lock my like I can't use my debit card. They locked it. Sure, they locked it because yeah, it's not your money; it's their money. Right, you're be, loaning it to them. Be, and I'm not saying that, but, but it's that's, like, that's literal. Right, fact. in their eyes, yeah. And, no, and I, no, it's it's not in their eyes, and that's not what a lot of people know. I just want to let you know that, and whoever's watching, that when you put money into a bank, it's not your money anymore. Like you're loaning it out to them. Like so, so if they lose your money, well, I get direct deposit. So, so you're saying that's not my money? No. Okay, please talk. So this Please is this, this is like this was new to me too. I was like, wait, wait, what? Okay, okay. Um, you're FDIC insured up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? So if the bank does lose your money, then the government should come in and recoup those losses via government bonds and treasuries and things, right? That's that's when it gets interesting, right? Because what happens, Joey? This is this is this is this is the big question, right? What happens when you have your $20,000, $10,000, whatever it is, $100,000 in the bank. You think it's FDIC insured. We find out all the banks are insolvent. No one wants to buy our bonds anymore because we're a failing country in our treasuries. And we have a major financial crisis where your money disappears, just like recently happened to some people that were over the FDIC limit. But let's say that the FDIC can't insure your money for you because the treasuries that back up your money technically that they'll use to sell off are not worth what they should be. And then this is, and whoever is the finance person, they're like, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. You kind of get the gist. I I might not have worded it properly, but basically there's treasuries that exist to kind of help with the FDIC and they have their own investment funds, but what it's all part of the same system. That's why I say you need, it's good to have maybe 1%, 2%, 3%, 4% of your Bitcoin if you don't really believe in it that much or you think the system is fine, just in case. Because when the system, if the system crumbles within itself, like you're going to see a situation where nothing is like, nothing is off the table, right? They'll create a new, a new law. They'll inject money into here and do this in an instant. And they aren't going to ask you or me. They're just going to do it. Right. So, wow. Okay. So that's, that's, and because every, because when you start realizing that, okay, my money's in the bank and the bank owns that. And I have this credit card and I'm sitting here in my um, living room and like my whole financial life is, has counterparty risk associated with this corrupt system, especially the banking system and the banking lobby. That's, kind of scary yeah dude three so, three times in the last three years like they, they, they they've they've stopped it yeah they stopped they stopped, i couldn't they stopped the, and, and like and like talking and about, i asked them like why and oh i don't know why what do you mean you don't know why can you ask and they've called people while well, i'm standing there mm-hmm. and they can't give me a reason why they have blocked my account three times yeah it might be for fraud stuff but it's like dude but yeah. I've, I've never like i've never had that problem with any other bank yeah. In the past 30, 25 years I've been banking, mm-hmm. I've never had that fucking problem. Well, think about this, right? I mean, there, there's, it made me think about a bunch of stuff. 
The first, I'm going to bring up something that you uh, mentioned earlier with your savings account, only earning like half a percent on your savings. Right, right. right nothing. So the problem with that isn't this fact that you're earning 0.5% on your savings. It's the fact that your dollars are being worth less and less every single month. Right? That's another thing. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. Like 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 we talked about that. You put 10,000 10, in a safe, you mm-hmm. know, 10 years, it's not going to be worth 10,000. Yeah, maybe half of what it was. Right, right. Purchasing power. That's right. what we're talking about is purchasing power. Um, and then when you're talking about the bank controlling your money and how frustrating that is. Well, the good thing about that is if you don't like that bank, you can take your money and place it into another bank. There's competition, right? right. Which is great. Right. right. We want competition in industry because it makes a better product for the consumer. But what if there's a major financial crisis, all the banks go bust except the big ones and the Fed rolls in and says, hey, we have this digital dollar. We have all the money in the world. We can print it even if we need it. We're never going to run out of money. Your money is going to be insured forever. Here's the CBDC. Banks are going to use it. All the banks are going to use it. We've already talked to them. It's all good. And by the way, if you start using your CBDC debit card today, um, we're going to give you 200 free dollars. That's the future. Boom, right? Let's do it. Right. Awesome. Great. Average Joe. Fuck yeah. I'm getting $200 and I don't have to worry about losing my money just like I lost my money you know, in this investment and in this bank and this local bank went bust and what the fuck. And, you know, well then a few years down the line, you realize that you might not be able to buy a plane ticket because you've been traveling a lot. Right. Mm. And the CBDC is actually a digital currency that has um, smart contracts built within it where they can restrict your actual wallet and you don't have control over it. You're hooked up to the centralized system. Mm. Or maybe maybe you said the wrong thing on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got up and you were – maybe you're a flat earther and you're starting to gain traction. And you have 100,000 like followers. That. They don't like it. They don't like it. Right? Maybe you're part of a fucking trucker protest. Right? Because you don't want to get a shot that hasn't been tested. Right? What did the Canada do? They shut down everyone's bank account. So like, are you, so Ooh, you're starting to see like, okay. And, and guess what? Oh, you want to protest and you're part of that organization, that white supremacist, racist, anti-trans, um, if they get personal, whatever, yeah. whatever if they, they want to call personal, you, right. With, that you're probably not, um, just because you believe something different or you're anti-government, yeah. they'll shut you down. And then how are you supposed to travel to Washington DC to protest when your money has been shut off and you can't access it? Anywhere, right? Because <laughs> everyone, because all the stores are using CBDC, That's, so you're shut yeah. out of the financial system, and you're helpless. How could you join? So the government will have total control over you. Yeah. So the opposite to that, and why RFK and um, DeSantis, he's running on the right, and a number of other, and um, Viswani, the the Indian dude that's running for Republican nomination. That's why they're pro Bitcoin, and that's why everyone should be pro Bitcoin, because. It represents a decentralized monetary system that cannot be controlled by the U.S. government or the Chinese government or anybody because the money shouldn't be controlled by any centralized organization because that that gives that centralized organization too much power. And with too much power comes corruption, right? Like we're all human. We're all fucked up. Like if I were in control of the money, I don't know what I would do, right? It's kind of like you don't know it's – 
ultimate, what is it? Ultimate, uh, ultimate power corrupts or ultimate, forgot whatever that, whatever that is. But yeah, dude. So let me ask you. So let, let, this, is, this is my, my next thought just to get your uh, expert opinion on this. So that FTX guy, FTX is like Coinbase. FTX is like its own thing. Yep. Who is the guy? Mark something? Uh, Sam Bankman. Sam Bankman. He's the one who um, wasted all that. Uses everyone's money on his own shit. On on, on personal shit. He he misappropriated customer funds, yes. And what ended up happening with this situation? That's funny you asked that. So from what I hear... (laughs) Because, okay, there's a... Did they get their money back? No? People didn't recoup their money? Um, The people in the US, I think, are able to recoup their money. But I think a lot of um, larger investors did not. But then again, I think I heard something that they recovered a bunch of assets. I don't know. But when when the initial thing kicked off, it was like billions of dollars are gone. And he went to jail. Um, not yet, but he's still on there's, trial. There's a huge conspiracy around him. I don't even want to get into it because it's just too much. Like, it's just, dude, like, <sighs> so. Well, my, my main question is this. He bought off a bunch of politicians, right? He was trying to enact regulatory control over crypto, which would of course benefit himself. He was trying to create a stable coin, which is a synthetic US dollar, which I think is the reason why we're seeing a lot of this pushback against cryptos because the government doesn't want to lose control of their own currency via the synthetic dollar that can be backed up by their assets. So yeah, I mean, in one word, dude, it's, it's, it's centralized corruption. In one way or another. I'm bringing this up because I wanted to talk again, because I think we've talked about it last time on the podcast, but I wanted to talk again about, so that's why Bitcoin is so safe, is that we don't know the, the person who made Bitcoin, who made this coin. So it, it's more of a, of a, there's no, no one could put pressure on this person to make it more of a, of a, of a to, to, to have the potential to be corrupt. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and what, what is this alias's name again? Uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. And this Satoshi Nakamoto is the alleged creator of Bitcoin, who is just... It's He's just, an anonymous person. A lot of people have ideas about who he might be, but I don't think anyone really knows. And yes, what you're alluding to is the fact that he is anonymous. And what's even more important than that is that he disappeared shortly after creating Bitcoin. And a problem with a lot of the current and emerging cryptocurrencies is that they're being... They're, they're like little, like startups, right? Like you have to create this crypto. It's difficult. You need developers, you need a team and you get together and you get funding and then you sell this token. And by the way, oh, we're going to own this token before we sell it. And we're going to make a fuckload of money. Okay. And this is, and that's, that's why Bitcoin is different because it was this inflection point where you had this underground crypto cryptographic community, not crypto, cryptographic, like all these cryptographers on this message board that got together. And this wasn't something new. I think people had tried to create digital cash for a number of years, uh, I think going all the way back to the 80s. Um, But it's very clear that he created this digital currency and he or she had a very good understanding and was probably a polymath because the whole proof of work mechanism is very important. Um, I don't want to get too far into it because I'm probably not a big, a lot of Bitcoiners watching this, but yeah. And the fact that he walked away and left it decentralized because he, because, because if he, if he came out, right. And let's say, yeah, they, if they, if, if they came out 
and we're like, hey, I'm this person. I take all the credit. I'm the man. But it's decentralized, right? Because we all need to use, because there's something called a BIP where everyone needs to agree, all the miners. And even if the miners don't like it, it's very, very hard to make changes within Bitcoin, right? But the reason why Bitcoin is so unique is because if Satoshi Nakamoto made himself public, then, and he, and he, he was extremely influential within the protocol of Bitcoin, that could be a centralized point of attack, right? Mm -hmm. So if I was an intelligence organization, I would compromise him, mm -hmm. right? And they're very good at that. They can do that to probably anyone in the world if they wanted to. I wonder whoever this person is. But there's no central point of attack. But I wonder so who this awesome. people developers right. all around the world. Um, there, there, there's even been legal funds that have been started to help developers for people trying to sue them, trying to push a specific agenda. Yeah, that's amazing. That's why Bitcoin is unique and it's beautiful. It'd be interesting if if, if that person who started this Bitcoin was part of worked for the government and that's well, and that's why they, they they know how to make it that is a conspiracy away, right? and, away, and that's okay, here's the thing anything's on the table right like they know um, how this works so let's make it this way so one of the cool things and why people aren't afraid of let's say like a hacking attack or something like that is you would have to upgrade the entire bitcoin network to this new version that you that you proposed and it has this loophole in it right so let's say that there was and it's very difficult but let's just say that there was someone that was able to manipulate a number of developers and get it through the bip process and everyone thought it was going to be positive for for bitcoin and it ended up going through and there was some kind of vulnerability in it yeah. right well everyone would just revert back to the old software right right um so and it's it's very it's it, it's a it's a tenuous process when a when a major change comes up in Bitcoin. But I don't want to go too far into this because I'm not part of the core development team, and you know. But from from, from right. what I understand, it's extremely difficult. Um, and also to attack it from a from a proof of works from a proof of work standpoint is also very difficult. But yeah, it's uh, it's basically uncorruptible at this point in time. That's intense. I never. Uh... When you told me that, I was like, "What?" And I was reading about it after that. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a revolution, right? It's like this, it's a revolutionary technology because you have this thing, this protocol, this technology that people can use that no one else can control. And I know that sounds like wait, and then you think about it, you're like, "Wait, hold on!" Like there's there's other things that people can control, like this, this, and this. But outside of um, nature and physics everything can be manipulated mm -hmm. right like any company any product oh yeah any oh, anything yeah. any system any trying, institution trying to think of it a really good example any any currency <laughs> yeah right so when you have that source of truth and and and, and this is why people get spiritual about bitcoin is because wow so this thing it's this very not simple but i mean Compared to some technology, I suppose it's simple technology that all it does is a very simple mechanism. But no matter what, if any asshole corporation, you know, evil country, if you want to think of the country as evil or anyone that, that wants to change it and manipulate it and profit from that or hurt other people, they can't do it because all it's it's incorruptible, right? It's this decentralized source of truth. And then from that source, because we're lacking truth, we just talked about all the corruption and the lies 
and everything that we've been told, especially over COVID and and through the years of JFK, right? From our government specifically. Yeah, from our government and what we've accepted into society. And there's so many things wrong. Right. Um, oh yeah. His, so, our history is all fucked up. Yeah. And like, that's what like a lot of Bitcoin. We're barely like, dealing with slavery. Like, yeah. Like, you know, it's like Jesus oh, yeah. People, Christ. Like, humans are fucked up and it's okay because like we know it, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm flawed. I do fucked up shit. I'm sure you do. Yeah. We all are. And it's okay. But if you have a system that you can base your monetary system on, that isn't flawed, that isn't run by a human, right? That can't be corrupted. Why don't you want to move to that system? And the reason why people don't know, but yeah, exactly. They don't know. And they're being fed a bunch of narratives by people that want the existing, the existing system to continue because they benefit from that system or, or, or they just, and that, that's kind of what we're just going with the flow. They're just going with the flow. They know, but they just go with the flow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like like um, whoever's opposing it. But like the average person like you or one of your coworkers. Oh, opposing One of your coworkers. Gotcha, gotcha. They're probably just like, oh, that's that's that seems like a I see what you're – I thought you were talking about something else. Okay, okay. You know? Yeah. No, 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 but I, I know – And, and yeah, I don't blame yeah. them because I know so a lot of old people who are – In crypto. Not who are. I know a lot of old people who, are, who think crypto is a scam because they just don't understand it. They're yeah. just so they, – they, they it's above them. It, or You know, they don't – Yeah. Not to be rude. It's not above them. It's not the right thing to say, but it's their, you know, they're not, it's not part of their world. They're not used to it. They don't know it. Yeah. Like I, I think what happens with older people is they're unfamiliar. they get kind of narrow-minded. Definitely. De- that's a perfect just, way to put it. They want to, they want to kind of, especially when they're investing money in something. Um, like I have a, I have a pretty wealthy uh, uncle-in-law and I tried to orange pill him and talk to him about Bitcoin. And he said something that's very important. Um, even for young people and whoever wants to invest their money. And I thought about it and it's like, it's not profound, but it's, it's, it's a rule which you should live by is, you know, never invest in something that you don't understand. Right. Right. Definitely. You know, and if you are looking to invest into Bitcoin, what I would recommend is even if you're excited about it and you're like, Oh, you know, this is the next big thing and I'm going to get rich, blah, 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 blah. Be honest with yourself and say, what is the percentage, what's the percent chance that Bitcoin is worth more than it is today in 20 years? And if you think that's a slim chance because you think the government's going to come in and regulate it and shut it down and kill it forever all around the world, then maybe you invest 1% or maybe you think it's a scam and you think it's bullshit and you don't want to invest anything, then don't invest anything. But what I would ask of you to do is just educate yourself a little bit. Because that's what we've been talking about this whole podcast is educating yourself. We watched that video, remember? So there was a campaign. If you we, we can put this video in the comments. And part of the whole pen the whole pandemic campaign and um what video? Anti vax, the one that we watched with Oh, the, I'll, I'll play it in the beginning. Yeah. So like what cool? you yeah. Play it in the beginning. What you what you saw from that was the gov- government and mainstream media um, outlets telling you that doing your own research is absurd. Mm-hmm. You can't do your own research. You're not a scientist. You're yeah. not an economist. Yeah, we have specialists, right? And that might be the case for a lot of things, but um, I think you should educate yourself and you should have your own opinion, right? You you work all your life for dollars, and 
if you just held dollars your entire life, you wouldn't be able to retire. Most likely, depending on how much money you make and all that. Because over the course of, you know, 50, 60 years, you would have probably 10 to 20% of your purchasing power. That's why you have to invest in the stock market. And that's why we have this, this huge banking financial system built around gambling and moving money into stocks and um, speculative investments because our currency won't hold value over time. So what that does to the underlying society is it creates kind of a gambling kind of um, unhealthy idea of what it takes to succeed. Because in a gold standard or in a Bitcoin standard, a person that made a moderate amount of money would be able to take their money and save it into Bitcoin or gold over long term if gold wasn't compromised like it is now, right. and papered over. And they would be able to live a nice life and not have to worry about gambling in the stock market and um, you know playing this playing this this risk game that has been forced on us by fiat currency. Yeah, another one. Good. No, I'm good. good. Yeah, but um, so what's the safest way to put money into? Uh, I mean, Bitcoin. Yeah, but Bitcoin goes up and down. Is mm-hmm. there anything that's safe like like Best Bitcoin? Thing, yeah. Best thing you can do is take a take a some some money every week, maybe every month, and just buy a little bit over time. Because the first thing you're going to want to do, especially that I wanted to do when I first started investing was I thought I was smarter than the market. I thought I would be able to have a unique view inside of the stock market or this stock or this technology or even Bitcoin when I first started investing. And you'll soon find out, unless you really want to turn into a trader and spend your life trying to trade, Um, just dollar cost average, just buy a little bit over time. And what that'll do is if the stock goes down quite a bit, you'll still be just buying a little bit. If the stock goes up quite a bit, you'll still be just buying a little bit. And then over time, your cumulative price will be positive if Bitcoin is successful in the long term, right? So just that's the best way, DCA, dollar cost average, and make sure that you aren't holding too much Bitcoin on a centralized exchange or centralized app. That's it. And just hold on to it what, and, what, and what don't, you... don't think about it of like, what's it going to be in six months? If you have the ability, and this also comes into the education piece, if you have the ability to hold on to it for, you know, the next eight to 10 to maybe 15 years, if you can, just put it away. Don't just forget about it. Like your, like your 401k. You said, uh, don't hold too much on something that's centralized. What would you consider being too much? Like what's the, what's the, so that's, that's a personal question, right? So like, so like. $10,000 for the average person. Like like not per, like what, what would you what would you recommend? Like where would it go? Okay. So I boom, I can't give that up. answer because if there's someone that makes $30,000 a year, $500 might be a lot of money to them. If there's someone that makes $150,000 a year, $500 might be so eh, I'll just leave it on the exchange. Five, is, 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 when it becomes a, basically what you're saying is when it becomes a point where it becomes a lot of money to you, yeah. if you have personally attachment, take get it the, get it put, off get the it out of there. Yeah. Got you. Absolutely. Put it onto a Put it on uh, yeah, put it on a hardware wallet. Hardware wallet. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha, That gotcha. you own, that you create the key for, that's yours. Gotcha. And there's a lot of tutorials you can look at to learn how to properly store Bitcoin. It's not that hard. Um, you just need to take the time to do it. And and that, that's another thing that is um, important within Bitcoin is like ownership, like self-sovereignty, like taking that 
responsibility and accepting that responsibility that it's your money and not being lazy and, and just being like, oh, I'll just let you take care of it. You know, it's like, no, that's my money. That's what I work for. I want to own it. I want to take control of it. I want to have, you know, the ability to leave the country or take my money wherever I want to, whenever I want to. Fuck you. Well, one of the things that like, like, like we've been talking about, it's like a theme of this whole fucking podcast is like, people don't know this. Like, I didn't know that the bank owns your money. Yep. So what, what's the, so like right now, let's say today, mm-hmm. I don't like this. I'm not comfortable with, with that statement and that, that law, that realistic, uh, you know, situation. So what do I do? Go out and take all my money out and put it somewhere that I, I want to put it? Well, because I can't, if something goes down tomorrow, I can't touch on any of that. No, you can't. And my, my idea is that I have Bitcoin, which is outside of the system. So if the system, and the, I'm talking about the system, I say the financial system um, crumbles, which it might because we're at all time high debt levels. We're fractionally, every bank is fractionally reserved up to the tits. Um, then you have, so like if that happens, and this is only a thesis or this is only a theory, Bitcoin is going to become very valuable. Right. Because it's outside of the system and people are going to be like, I don't uh, trust the system anymore, which they shouldn't have already. And they're like, I need to allocate towards this asset. Right. And then that asset will go up in value and hopefully it will recoup the money that you might have lost in a stock or if you have over $250,000 and it's not insured or if we have a really, if the shit really hits the fan and FDIC isn't able to insure that money, which is a high probability in, in the case of a financial crash now because we have emerging geopolitical global issues happening where countries might not want to buy our treasuries anymore, right? Um, so yeah, it's- Is uh, that what's happening with China buying- Corn from Africa? It's complicated, dude. China's doing a bunch of geopolitical stuff right now that we've kind of been sleeping on. But the geopolitics stuff is a whole rigmarole in its own. And I follow some of it. But all I can say is Peter Zeehan is a fucking idiot. Who's he's that? like this. He's he's I think he's. <laughs> he, Who's that? He's this geopolitical analyst that went on Joe Rogan and talked about how. Oh, and he's so confident in what he says. And by the way, everything that I've said, I could be wrong, by the way. Um, and he's just, you know, Bitcoin is not worth anything and this and he. Oh, he's against Bitcoin. Yeah. Well, but this is the thing, though, is the argument that he made for being against Bitcoin is kind of laughable because they're like kind of Bitcoin 101 questions. But I think he's clearly tied to the U.S. government in some way. I'm not sure where or how. But he talks about population decline, which is another legitimate issue. Who about, is this guy? Like, what what is he about? Is he he's from he's from China? I don't know, dude. He's no he he he's an American. He's he an American. He works for a think tank, which is probably tied to intelligence, and he's propagating ideas that China is going to go under because they're having a major population decline over the next fifty years, and blah 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 blah. But the bottom line is, he doesn't know that, and nobody knows that because we've never had a major population decline on Earth ever in the history of mankind. That we know of. So Peter Zeon, if you're listening, you need to be a little more humble. And uh, I think you're an asshole. <laughs> Quite frankly. In I your just, face. I, I, hate, I hate like pompous people that. In your face, that they Peter know Zeon. everything. Yeah, Peter Zeon, <laughs> fuckhead. In your face, Peter <laughs> Zeon. I don't even know who you are. Yeah, dude. But yeah. he's, he's, I personally think he's a shill for intelligence. 
and he's he's uh okay he's just a douchebag but anyways i i need to watch that because i don't even know what you're talking about but i, I mean it sounds interesting because uh, i when you first presented this guy i thought he was a fucking like a chinese guy talking about chinese uh, so he's an american who, who's an expert on chinese china chinese culture he's, he's like a geopolitical oh okay, um, okay, okay yeah okay, okay, and, okay. and he also recently made a statement that so what happened in el salvador is they legalized bitcoin back in 2021 i believe 2021 yeah and um they've Recently, so the, the the leaders kind of he's shifting things up, and you know MS thirteen right is a huge issue in El Salvador, yeah. right? Like yep. mm-hmm. it's impairing their that's where economy. Where it started, right? Yeah, it's that's it's where it like, started. Yeah, all the small businesses have to pay a vig to these gangs. And oh, it's that big out people. there. Yeah, mm, still. So he, so the Bukele basically said, "Fuck this!" Um, rounded up everybody. If you had an MS thirteen tattoo on your forehead, you're getting thrown in jail. And I can understand from a human rights perspective, people are irritated. But for a everyday citizen living in um, El Salvador, it's the best thing he could have done, in my opinion, because their GDP, I think, is up almost 10%. And he's basically built prisons to throw these gang members in, and he's eradicated crime. I think they went upwards of 100 days, maybe, without a single murder in the entire country, right? This is one of the murderous, place, mur- murderous countries per capita in the entire world. Right. So um, I would rather lock up all the people with gang tattoos and have people not getting murdered than um, worry about giving them civil liberties, especially if you're in a small country and you know what the threat is. Right. But it's, it's, it's questionable. Right. But it is in America. It's not the same thing. They don't have a constitution, um, but he's 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 taking action and he wants to build a prosperous nation for his people. Right, because like like I talked about before with the IMF and these predatory loans, is that um, they're 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 trying to basically push the dollar out of their system and become kind of a, a Bitcoin standard country. Because also what happens with a lot of these third world countries that you know have a lot of dollars throwing, flowing through their financial system is they get inflation exported onto them because what happens is like in, you know, COVID when we printed what, 6 trillion, 4 trillion, I don't remember trillions of dollars, that money flowed back and you got the $2,000 check. Maybe that money went back into our system. But what about El Salvador? What about these other countries that operate in dollars? Cause they were based on a dollar standard or they are, they are based on a dollar standard. Right, right, right. Their inflation goes through the roof, but they didn't benefit from any of that printing. So they right. don't get any checks. So we exported that inflation out onto them, right? Okay. So how does that look on their end? It sucks. Everything goes up? Yeah, prices are going to go up, right? Because if, if everything is denominated in the dollar, if energy especially is denominated in the dollar, which the majority of it is right now, then yeah, they're going to have to pay more for gas and everything, right? Food, you name it. Do you know who Oliver Tree is? Yeah, actually, I I found him during COVID. He's an interesting dude because he had that thing with the um, where he was the cowboy. He had that weird haircut. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. I just thought I was like, who the fuck I, is this guy? I saw him on uh, the Bobby Lee's podcast. Yeah, I think I saw that one a long yeah, time ago. I didn't think anything of it. I just thought it was weird. Loves his music. Really? I didn't even. He just like does it. I didn't know. He watches like, right, yeah, like, like TikTok videos. 
he lo- and he swipes up, and like you could pick like I don't know if you, if you are you familiar with TikTok at all? No, I've never used. You it. You use TikTok? Okay, it's, it's like Instagram, but it's way more convenient, just in the way of like filters or like going back to things you've saved and liked. It's okay. so much easier to access that shit. It's okay. like it's not like Instagram. It's like you have to go through this fucking yeah, setting. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's a bitch. And they always change it. Like I've been with Instagram they since they opened, like or at least 2012, I think. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been fucking with Instagram. Anyways, my son gets on TikTok and like we look at videos, but there's a way to like go and like pick like the song they're using and see all the videos they made from that song. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know, like so, like like he does that, and he just like, I hear that this song, <laughs> the, the, the TikTok trend music all the time because he's just watching these dumb videos of this. Oh, like funny. there's a Lady Gaga song is trending right now because of that uh, Wednesday. Mm. You, you ever seen? You heard of the show Wednesday? Oh yeah, with uh, Adam's family. Right, right. It's uh. She's dancing to this uh, in the in the in one of the episodes. She's dancing to this Lady Gaga oh, song. Oh yeah, I, I think I've heard it. So or that song I think is, I've heard the creep or the um, that song's trending on TikTok. Okay. So that song is like it's sped up though. They the, the trending version is like a sped up version, but it's like crazy shit like that. It's like okay, it's a sped up version of Lady Gaga song. But there's like all these TikTok videos from that song because of that Wednesday uh, show. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Oliver Tree songs that they use. Just on on fucking random TikTok videos hmm. that I've heard. I didn't I didn't know who it was until now. My my son watches them on YouTube. He watches his videos on YouTube, and I'm like, okay, this is that guy on the Bob Lee podcast. So I see him all the time. Yeah. And I got. Anyways, my point is, I got this song stuck in my head. That's why. <laughs> that's why. I, my no, yeah, I I because I saw him. I got interested in him because Bobby Lee did a thing on his Instagram when I used to have an Instagram account during COVID, and he like bumped into him, and like Oliver Tree like goes up and pushes him and like almost gets in a fight with him and he's got the weird haircut, like the cowboy right, haircut. Right, right. Like and it like it looked real, right? And he said, Oliver Tree's an asshole, blah blah blah. But it was fake. Right. But it looked real. Right. I think that's what he does sometimes is like start fake fights. That, that that's how it started. Did you see the podcast? I yeah, I did, yeah. So that was like the whole the whole thing was he's fake. Like, I'll get up and get the out of here. The right whole thing now, was yeah. fake. But yeah. it was like it was like, okay, I get it, but it was like it kind of went too far sometimes. I'm like, what's happening? Well, that's right his stick. It's like he wants you to not know what's real and what isn't. Right. You know? Right. But he's an interesting dude. And like I find it interesting that he's caught so much like he's on TikTok and everything. That's because he seems kind of like a fringe artist. Right. You know? Right. No, and that's the thing is I I I've I've heard of him, I've seen him, and I remember he's gonna come. A couple of friends of mine were like back or a couple of coworkers of mine were like he's coming to San Diego. They're all excited to see him and he canceled. They're all bummed out. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm aware of who he is because I've seen his, I've seen him on a podcast here and there. You know, I saw him on H3 as well. H3. Yeah. I, I think I saw I him saw on there as well. Cause I, I Googled him a few times and I, and his music's not bad. His music. No. And that's cool. the thing too. I'm very yeah. shocked about it. It doesn't sound like him. Like it is like from yeah, what I've, what I've sure. heard of, of, yeah. What I've heard his voice on the podcast. I, I didn't, I couldn't believe that was him. I was like, Oh, this is the guy. That's crazy. It was yeah. cool. And interesting. But yeah, my son loves this fucking guy. Oliver tree. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's kind of annoying. Uh, and even his name, Oliver tree, you know, there's a song called miss you. Okay. I bet you've heard it before. Oh, I mean, probably. if you haven't, uh, you will. <laughs> Many oh, yeah. times oh, yeah. over. I'm, I'm sure I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Anyways, um, can we talk about NFTs? Um, just just more of like a, a of like a, a guide to uh, someone's guide to 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 NFTs because that, that was a fucking thing, dude. Like, there's things like the people getting sued. People getting sued. Like a Kevin Hart 
Justin Bieber, Jimmy Fallon. You hear about yeah. that lawsuit? Oh, yeah. They're getting it's sued. All from the, it's all from the Board Ape meta went or um, Board Ape. Um, Yacht Club. Yeah, but they were basically – the celebrities weren't really buying them. They were just giving them to them and having them advertise. Right. Oh, that's And it was fact. caught up between this other – crypto company but yeah like that's a prime example okay yeah so i will talk about it a little bit i don't want to talk about it because i don't want to give crypto or because i used to be into nfts when we talked last time for you if you want to go back to that episode i had a different perspective on crypto um i was very much into bitcoin and that's the majority of what i'm passionate i was passionate about at the time but i was also trying to make money in nfts um and i think it's a cool technology but again what i said earlier if you have any kind of um, data that you want to utilize in the blockchain, you want to put it on the best uncensorable technology. And that's Bitcoin. It's on Ethereum. They've recently gone proof of stake. Um, they have an Ethereum foundation. NFTs, I think, are interesting. I, I think there is some opportunity to do some cool stuff in gaming. We had talked about gaming before. Mm-hmm. I think to bridge the economy from games to real life might be cool but the idea of a metaverse and this whole idea that all of these gaming companies and um are just going to build on this open standard together when they can build their own closed in standard and break in a ton of money and not have to adapt to um an, an external factor i just don't think that's going to happen i think they could implement a currency to pay for stuff but again like if you look at steam and you look at all of these different uh, gaming manufacturers it's kind of questionable. I heard that GTA is going to be implementing like blockchain or a, a GTA six. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. But I just, I don't, cause the thing is 99.99% of everything that you see on coin market cap or every other crypto bullshit that you see out there is probably a scam and you're probably too late by the time you see it. And you are the exit liquidity, just FYI. Um, if you want to gamble and you want to be a degenerate, that's fine. I do degenerate things every once in a while. I like to gamble on stuff every once in a while. And then, and that's what I would, if you want to gamble, go into crypto. If you want a long-term store of value and savings, buy a little Bitcoin. That would be my recommendation. If you like NFTs, go buy NFTs. I don't give a shit. I wouldn't buy them. So, uh, I said like 10 more minutes to wrap this up. It's been like yeah. two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. You, I'm getting kind of hungry. Yeah. It's up to you, though. You want to keep going? We can keep going. Doesn't matter. Because uh, I'm kind of <laughs> getting hungry. No, yeah. Let's, let's, let's go get some food. So, uh, NFTs, uh, Bitcoin, the blockchain. Yeah, we did talk about fucking... Uh, uh, I get into these predicaments lately where I'm kind of starting to see where I'm at in my life. And I talk to a lot of intellectuals like you, like people who are like college educated. And I forget that I'm not, like I don't fucking, I'm barely college educated. Dude, I got my degree when I was in the military. What, 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 what did, what did you, where did you graduate? And what did you, what, what was your degree? Um, it's a, te- it's like a bullshit technical degree from, for network security. But what is your major? It was network security. Okay, so network security. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It was like a DeVry. It was called ECPI. It was on the East Coast. 
Um, you could do a accelerated program where you could get your degree in like two and a half years. But you got your master's or your bachelor's? Just my, my bachelor's, bachelor's. While I was full time in the military. And doesn't matter, man. It, it, there's a, di- I, there's a definite difference when I talk to someone with a bachelor's degree. Really? Oh, fuck. Yeah. No. And, 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 and there's a, there's a difference when it comes to like, for example, like right now, everything that you do, everything that, that, that you, you, let's say you want to put it into paper and write, like you said, you want to write a book. You, you told me that, right? You want to write. I was like a thinking book. about it. Yeah, dude, you would get published because you are an but intellectual. See, I'm not a very good writer. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. At writing. I, I couldn't. At writing. If I wrote a book, I was not doing the podcast because this is my. This is like a well, poor that's man's. That's why I want to. That's why I like doing podcasts. No, I'm, I'm just like, saying. Is this is a, a, a. I can't write a book. I if can't either. I, I, I would. No, <laughs> that's you. Hard, you dude. have more credentials when it comes to like. You would be more. Like if we, me and you both wrote a book and you put it out there, they would pick yours more than mine because you have a degree and you have something to talk about. You know, yeah, I think you have to be passionate about what you write about, you know? Right. My, my, that's, that's my perspective. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. But I, I've noticed that like a lot of my friends, they're, they're college educated and they, they're fucking like. They're but like, I'm not though, dude. And the, the thing is like, cause I, cause I take issue with that because I work with a lot of people. I've worked with a lot of people. And I currently, I don't work. mean disrespect. No, I mean that, that what you're saying, everything you're no, saying, you're like giving me a compliment. I appreciate that, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you a flip side. Um, I work with, I've worked and work with a lot of people that have gone to prestigious universities. And let me tell you something. I understand what you're saying, like on a baseline level of, oh, if you can, if, if you can get through a Ivy League school, like you're probably pretty sharp. But as far as intellectual ability, I don't think that has anything to do with what college you went to, because I, I think that intellectual ability and it's really like the ability to like question things and be curious, right? And dig right. into those things. But my thing is like if you had a podcast and you were talking to somebody um, like me versus someone who has their doctor, doctorate, mm-hmm. you, okay. you could see a difference. They would be more professional. You see a difference. Yeah, like they you, would it's be- like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It's like – it's like, and then you feel your – you'll feel your DeVry. You know what I mean? Like you'll, you'll yeah. feel it. Like, but, like you'll, but, you'll, it'll but humble thing, you. Though, you might it'll not humble though, you. right? And – what I'm saying is like you shouldn't judge people based on. And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying like, like 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 I can't compete with you when it comes to conversations. I'm yeah. just saying is I I definitely see the the gap. Like I'm like, oh, I could tell you're college educated because you really you 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 go into places that that are that aren't but the, the, the is, average. But I didn't do really do any college. You did. You you got your fucking. <laughs> but dude, you got it your, was like your, night school. It was but like you got your bachelor's. I didn't. Like yeah, you know but, what I mean. But There's what a, I'm telling you is don't think like that. Okay. Because. One of the smartest people I know didn't even get his fucking GED. It's my one of my friends, older brothers, that is like a CTO of a company in London, and was a hacker when he was in when he was sixteen. He's one of the smartest people I know, and didn't really go through the standard educational process. And just to pile on top of that, and to kind of give you a counter argument towards that, I think what you're talking about is being well read, right? Yeah. I think you can achieve that if you just if you start reading some books, you start listening to some different podcasts because that will seep into your brain and you'll talk differently. Like I probably talk similar because I watch a lot of finance stuff, I watch a lot of science stuff, so I think that seeped into my brain. But I think the inverse actually. I think a lot of people that are college educated, especially if you go past a bachelor's degree and you get up into the academia as like a, as like that's your kind of like way that you're going to go and you're going to base your career off that after a number of years, I think you're kind of indoctrinated into this weird structured way of thinking. 
and it might sound very intellectual at times, but I think a lot of those people are fucking idiots. And they're posing as intellectuals based on I've seen so, I've sounding seen smart I've seen or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and yeah. I and I can't fucking stand those people. Who's that guy, that politician who, who who's always lying and always proving him wrong? Oh, um Jose, was it the it's a, Mex- it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. it's like a Hispanic oh, guy? It's like cringy. And that's a prime example of our system. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who is you know talking about? George, like, I forget his name, but yeah, George Lopar. But what, what was he lying about? He lied about a bunch of shit. I'm he lied, about, really his, he lied about his education, his right. career, everything. Yeah, I wish I knew his name would be put on blast. Go, okay, so so there's a prime example. Put right? on blast so like, right now. That's why you shouldn't think about that because he used those credentials to to get up, glaze over people's eyes, right, and be like, oh yeah, he's college educated. He went to this. He knows this person. He's good. That's probably right? where he got where he's at. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I love the Bitcoin community so much is because we don't give a fuck. Where you're from, what college you went to, what are you saying? Does it make sense? Like, who are you as a person? Right. And that's what's important, right? I mean, that that's really like all, all of these all of these um, social structures that we built up around education, especially today, when we have so much information at our fingertips. One of the biggest Bitcoiners out there, Michael, Michael Saylor, um, he has a strong belief that education should be free for everyone. And why shouldn't it? And I believe in that too. Like when you think about it, we live in the age of information. You can easily access the same information if given access to the information of a Harvard graduate. Like you could go through the same courses and you could learn the same information and you could operate at the same level that person is with that degree, right? But we've gated off these um, these prestigious titles and these, and you can only, only a certain amount of people can get into this university and blah, 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 blah. When in reality, there's so much like he says it like untapped talent throughout the world that just don't have access and don't have the resources. Right. And that's the real crime. Right. You know, I believe that and there's a lot of people that don't give a fuck and then that's fine. And like, it takes everybody to create a society, but the people that want to get ahead and, and have the desire to, but can't based on their opportunity, that's wrong, you know, and then we can get into like, you know, basis of opportunity versus outcome, and you know, or e- equality of opportunity versus outcome. Um, I obviously believe in equality of opportunity. Um, and I think a lot of what is being pushed in the world right now is equality of outcome, meaning we should all be the same. And that's bullshit. And I know we're wrapping up. That's something we can talk about next time. But um, the idea that like, we're all the same. and like, we all need to conform. We can talk just, about it. It's just like, so what, what you've seen pushed in mainstream media with this whole BLM movement um, and LGBTQIA plus M456 is the idea. And this is like the underlying idea that's dangerous. It's, I'm not against obviously black people or LGBT or anything like that. But the, the, the framework of ideas that are pushing those things and make and trying to slip in little gotchas, that's dangerous, right? So one of, the, one of the things behind that that I mentioned earlier, equality of outcome. And what that is, it's, it's, it's the idea that we can all be equal. And that sounds really good, right? Sounds like communism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. And Marxism and all the rest. Right. And unfortunately- I mean, the way, When it comes to like- school like kids it's the same thing same thing as as what i'm talking about as when we're kids they teach you 
about Thanksgiving. They teach you about everyone should be created equal. But when you get out in the real world, that's not the case. That no, shouldn't be the case. That's not reality. Because if everyone was treated equal, that's communism. Yeah. Basically. I mean, and that's an old word for it. What's it now? It's, it's a new word for it. Or it's kind of like. calling it like Marxism now, I or think. Marxism, but there's another word. It's something ism. But anyways. Um, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So like. And Sorry. that's that's like the thing that I object against the most is we need to be adults and we need to understand that everyone's experience on life is during during their life is not going to be equal and it will never be equal no matter how much we try to like even those lines. The only thing that we can do, in my opinion, that will make the world a better place is give more opportunity for people that want to succeed to succeed. And if we aren't doing that, then like that's the problem, right? Because and, and, and well, just to clarify, we mean like uh, I'm assuming you mean what I mean is everyone being not being treated equally, not racist wise, but like as in poly, like like uh, economic wise. So let me give you an example of equality of outcome. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a prime example. In Harvard, they made it more difficult for Asian Americans to get accepted into Harvard. Because there are too many of them. Yeah. Right? So we're going to chop the legs off uh, you because of your race. Oh, you grew up in Chinatown, in LA, in poverty, and your parents fucking owned a, you know, Korean chicken place, and you guys barely made it through, but they were strict with you, and they made you bust your ass during school, and they worked extra hours. But you're Korean, therefore you're Asian, didn't make the score. Mm, this other person that's white or black or Latino, they're getting in over you. That's wrong. And that was the idea behind, that is the idea behind a lot of, or I don't know if it's still being pushed, but that's the idea behind a lot of this stuff. And, you know, that's, it's just, it's wrong. And we talked about this. We talked about like people, people, and I'm bringing up race because I don't want people to think that we're talking about um, being treated equally because of race. If that's something that, that should be normal. Absolutely. And by, you know, what you believe in, what your yeah, sexuality should, should is based on the content of your character. But we're talking about like when it comes to financial, like people like, like, uh, like we're talking about, there's a, there's a class war. People act like it's a race war. Yes. It's really, it's a class war. Yeah. And and that, that ties directly into Bitcoin, right? Because, and that's another thing that we were talking about before is they're, they're distracting you from what's really going on and the real egregious acts that are taking place. And it has nothing to, it, doesn't, I'm going to say that has nothing to do with race, but um, that's what they, they, they made you think that everything, all the problems had to do with race. Right. And I don't think, I, I think the, the main problem within American society, at least, is that we're seeing this major wealth divide and people, their lives are getting harder. Their opportunities aren't what they used to be. And they need to, they, they're pissed off. And the media is giving them a perfect outlet to be pissed off at these people over here. And that's perfect for the, you know, the the major corporations and the people that are actually want to pull the strings and profit because, oh, you aren't paying attention. Well, let's just go ahead and do this real quick. And if anybody talks back against it, let's call them racist. Right. And then and then the conversation will be about racism, right? I I, I recently just watched this um, great little short on breaking points, and and we can link it in here. I really want people to see it. Tell it's it about the the obesity in the United States. And in 2023 on the, on January 1st, when everybody I'm regurgitating some of the video, but 
when everybody's getting ready to, you know, lose weight and sleep more and do everything naturally that you need to do to like lose weight and feel better as a human and like prosper and be successful in life. You have a very respected um, doctor from like Stanford and she has all the credentials, right? And she goes on and she says that if you're obese, it's because of a genetic disorder. And guess what? You can take this injection once a week and you'll lose like 15 to 20% of your body weight. And he does a nice expose on the pharmaceutical industry in conjunction with the food industry and how it's not necessarily driven by evil, but it's driven by profit. It's driven by greed. It's driven. And then they're able to um, introduce these ideas that because we have 50% obesity rate in the US right now. Okay. In the 1950s, it was almost 0%. So the guy rightly says in the video, so what has happened genetically in the last, you know, 70 years? Like that's like one lifetime, not even. And you're saying that we're all genetically Changed. modified. Yeah. It's, it's a lie. It's a lie. And, um, you know, it's, well, the, it's, it's a huge problem. I mean, cheap, it just ties into everything we've been talking about. The cheapest about. food is, is, is the worst. Yeah. Because it has a long shelf life yeah, and, and they can produce it and have it sit the in the impoverished are going to buy the cheap food. Yep. And, 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 but and, there's, yeah. And, and he, he also goes into like the fact that, um, like if you are producing a product, then sugar, I mean, we, I, it's pretty much like a drug. And if you do induce more sugar into your product, it will probably sell better because we're so sugared up too. like the average of I am like, I, I, I know I have an addiction to sugar and I guess my, my takeaway from this, I'm going totally left field, but sugar is a drug just like anything else. And you really need to look at it that way. That's true. Yeah. Caffeine is a drug. People don't look at it that way. Yeah. And um, yeah, sugar, caffeine, those are like the, like the, the ones that, that as, as, uh, as a kid, it was normal for me to ingest. It was normal. Like I don't, I can't even remember the first time I drink a fucking Coke or I drink a soda. My son, like I'm trying to keep him away from that stuff, you know, just kind of like make it better for him. But no, that's something that I've realized. Caffeine, I can't even remember. I've tried go. I tried going off caffeine like a year ago or something like that. I tried taking like a month off. Mm. It was fucking hard. Like it really hurts. Like it hurts me. Yeah, my body to to fucking oh, yeah. take a month off of caffeine. But like that's yeah. real shit. Sugar, I'm sure it's the same thing. Yeah, and 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 the thing is that you have these these people that are trusted, right? They're in these prestigious universities and they have all the credentials, just like you're saying earlier, right? with people that are college educated and everyone assumes that they're good people too. Right. But these ex, a lot of these experts, it's just, you just, you have to do your own research. You yeah. have to, you have to really kind of wake up and, um, make, make the decision for yourself and take control over what you, what you eat. And also more importantly, what you think like that is so important. Um, and if it's not in conjunction with the people around you, that's fine. They're not going to hate you. Just, you know, it's, it's fine. It's just, I think a lot of people are worried about peer pressure and all that, especially during COVID, but I don't know, man. I don't know either. Yeah. Some, something has to change. That's, that's evident. Cause if we keep going down the same route that we're going down, I feel like it's going to be real bad in like 30 years. Right. And then your kids, I mean, in the next generation, it's, um, scary. Yeah. On a positive note, 
we can fight back. And that's, that's through, that's your educating yourself and, you know, not ingesting, uh, and just, yeah, just, just educate yourself. Information is power and don't, don't always question authority. I think is information is power and always question authority. You'll be fine. Those are two things everybody should do, right? Definitely. Everybody should believe in. Definitely. What's your favorite song of all time? Oh. There's no real deep meaning to it. I just love the song because it makes me feel like I want to fucking get going. Is uh, Hybrid Moments by The Misfits. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good fucking song. I love that song. Yeah, that's one of my faves. Like if I if I had to like put on a song, if you told me to put on my favorite song right now, it'd be that is, song. It, is it if you wanna scream, scream with me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Moments like this never. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I have to hear the song. Yeah, it's my favorite song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. That's a good song. Um favorite fast food restaurant. In and out. Worst fast food restaurant. Winner's that's all. If you if you uh had one ability, one magic power, one superpower. What would it be? Like flying, reading people's minds, going through walls, anything. I don't know if this is mine, but I recently watched a Michael Saylor. Um, he's a huge Bitcoiner and um, thought leader in the space. And he made a really good point. To be invincible. That's the, that's the, that's the best superpower you could ever have. And you'd want that? Yeah. Like, like nothing could touch you? Yeah, because you would have the ability to extract yourself like physically from everything. Yeah, like if they couldn't see you, like you could do whatever you wanted to do. Like whatever you wanted to do, you could do. That's true. Technically. That's true. Wow, that's a good one. Dude. Yeah. People have said like stop time. You that's a really good one. And I I stole it from him. That's but like I, ultimate, I was listening, I was like, That's like the ultimate. Yeah, that's pretty he, he was doing some he was like explaining some point and then he he kind of shifted to that. Does that mean like, you live oh, forever? No, I wouldn't live forever. But, I don't know if I would want to live forever. But I'm saying, if you're invincible, does that mean you live forever? Mm, I don't think so. Maybe you just die of your old age. Yeah, but you live a good life, and but, I think but what makes life physically good is that nothing it, could touch you. Physically, well, no, not not necessarily that it couldn't touch you. You could just disappear, right? Whoa, 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 what? Okay, so I think his idea, and I was I was like watching this while I was cooking dinner, is and it made a lot of sense. So basically, like if you're okay, say you're the fastest person in the world. Right. right. Okay, that's cool, but they would be able to probably figure out a way. Like, let's say the government's like your flash. Like this motherfucker's running around everybody. He's killing it. He's killing people on the street. We gotta regulate him. Like this is bullshit, right? I don't think they could ever catch me. Well, what if they found a way? What if they like sectioned okay. off okay. certain streets okay. and built walls? They, they, they catch me, you find a way. Yeah. Like what if you were the strongest person, you were like Hulk or basically it. I think, I think if I remember correctly, what he said is whatever, um, superpower that you project to the world that the world knows about, obviously, right. It's this weird anomaly. They're probably going to, I don't know if he said this, but I just thought about this right now. They're probably going to reject it because you're so superior and they're going to want to bring you down. You're going to be like, fuck this guy. He's too fast. He's breaking all the laws. He needs to live like everybody else, right? Quality of outcome. Well, if you're invincible, no one can tell when you, I mean, unless like you're with your wife and you just disappear. And even if you're in a crowd of public and you disappear, was, do they know what you look like? Or maybe they could get you on camera. Maybe I, I, I suppose they could do facial recognition, but 
I don't think it would be very difficult to be like, oh yeah, I saw this guy and he disappeared. Yeah, you're out of your fucking mind, right? So if you were invincible and then you could do anything you wanted to do, you could do good things too. Like, no, I'm not talking about talking bad about things. Invisible? Invisible, yeah. Oh, invisible. They said invincible. No, sorry. I probably was saying invincible. I mean invisible. Invisible. Like sorry. disappear. <laughs> I thought you meant invincible. Like you can't – like physically I cannot die. You're, like yeah, hurt. Yeah, I know. Because okay, okay. that's why you said the it, the – immortal thing i was like no i don't think i would be immortal i thought you meant invincible like 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 no nothing can penetrate your body no no like like no, you can't no. get squished by any any machinery like you're no, just yeah. no i get, no, I, get I, I would want to be invisible. invisible i mean i just would take i would take any superpower to disappear disappear yeah. got you yeah oh, invincible is a good one though you just open oh, yeah. the mind to that like, yeah. like even if they caught you like that you, you can't die but that would be kind of bored though because i think what would happen with me is if I was invincible, I would probably like just test every limit, you know. But that's 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 the, that's the fun part. No, but then I would get bored. How then bored I would reach, could you get? Because then I would reach like, okay, I've done everything. But the only thing that can kill you is old age. That'd be crazy, bro. Like I would live my life to the fullest. I'd be like walking in front of cars. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm invincible. You can't fucking break me. Yeah. I don't know. No. That's what I thought you meant. I mean, like, that would be cool. Like, too. like, like I fall from a plane. Like I'm, I'm going to fucking land. And I mean, I'm that be would okay. be cool too. I'm going yeah. to be okay. But the thing is though, that wouldn't be cool though, because I guess no, because you would still have vulnerability in your mind. You right. just wouldn't have physical vulnerability. Well, look, I think you need to be vulnerable well, to something. Cancer could then, kill you. Because absolute power corrupts, Cancer right? Cancer could kill you. No, because, okay. So, so I'll give you something that ties into our conversation, right? So like if you were invincible and you could never die and you had absolute power, absolute power corrupts. So you'd probably become this horrible yeah, fucking person. Do, yeah. do you watch Homelander? Do you watch uh, The Boys? Mm, uh, no, but I've, uh, I can imagine what you're talking about. It's awesome. I know the concept. So I can imagine that you're just – you're so you, – I, I think it hurts you. You just become like you do whatever, anything you want. Exactly. Become so, like a fucking GTA character. Just like – Yeah. You just no, that's fucking exact, doing anything. T- stealing tanks. Yep. Yeah. Fucking the world up. Yeah. Fucking – Doing whatever the fuck you want to do. And there's this uh, really good show on Amazon. It's called The Boys. I've only watched the first two seasons, but the like the head, because they have this like, it's like a super world, it's like kind of like X-Men deal, but it's real life where these people are flawed. Like the superheroes are flawed and they're kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I know the concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the, I know the plot. Okay. They're, they're, just, they're just like, they're like real. Like they're real. Yeah. And so like they're fucking up our world. Like Homelander. Our yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Homelander is this, he's this all powerful, like he's invincible basically. He can, he's super strong, stronger than everybody. Fucking everything you could possibly imagine. He has laser eyes and he's an asshole, right? He's, he's a horrible, horrible person, right? He's just, he's a, and, and I think, you know, it's like, it brings me back to like the Marcus Aurelius, um, like his meditations and stuff in that he was the most powerful man in the world and he could have done everything that Homelander did or does in the, in the, in the, um, show. But he realizes that he needs to be like one with nature and he needs to basically kind of just be the best person that he can be and live to that standard. And like, it's extremely difficult to do that, right? Like how many dictators do you know out there that are all powerful, that are good people? Zero. Um, you don't hear about them. If yeah. you do, if if there are, you don't hear about them. For yeah, sure. You don't hear about power. the fucking bad ones. That's it why Bitcoin's like so cool. The world is. No one can corrupt it. 
three hours, bro. We're at three hours. All right. We're, oh, at yeah. three. <laughs> oh, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah, We're doing it. it.